Welcome back. One of the cool things about this podcast is I never know how one guest might lead to another and how baseball is a pretty small community. When I had the pleasure of interviewing Casey Graham of the Florence Yaws a couple months ago, he said if I reach out to my next guest, they would probably say yes. Well, turned out today's guest was more closely tied to the podcast than I expected. I am Grayson Knight, and this is Baseball Podcasts Are Fun. I've had the good fortune to speak to a lot of Savannah Bananas on the show. These fun, talented, amazing players are having times of their lives on the field and creating a lot of magic for fans in person and on social media. Today's guest is Dalton Cornett, a catcher, shortstop, second baseman, do-it-all player for the Savannah Bananas rival team, the Party Animals. But he's a lot more than that. Please welcome Dalton Cornett. Hey, Dalton, how are you? Good, how are you, buddy? Good, you ready? I'm ready. When Casey Grimm said I should uh, contact you, I had no idea you were part of the Bananas organization. Before talking about last weekend's send-off, can you please tell the listeners about your team and your role during this spring uh, Bananas World Tour? Yeah, so my team, um, like you said, the Party Animals. Um, the Party Animals were great. You know, we were the villains of the of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so fun just being able to interact with everybody, with the Bananas, with the Party Animals. You know, all the players was great. Um, so my role, pretty much, I was a catcher. Um, also, like you said, I, I played pretty much every position. So um, I just tried to bring the energy every night and have fun. And it was cool that I got to meet you in person on April 9th in Savannah. Oh, yeah, that was a good time. We got to take you out on the field, catch some fly balls, um, mm-hmm. showing you what, you know, a little bit of what Savannah's about. Uh, I want to get back to the bananas in a little bit, but – I know from researching you that you come from a very, very small place. Pippa Passes, Kentucky. Wikipedia says there are only about 470 people there. Please tell us about growing up in such a small town. All right. Well, first off, you're talking to the Mr. Pippa Passes. No, I'm playing. I'm playing with you. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, so I, I grew up in that in the really small town, Pippa Passes, Kentucky. Um, I lived there ever since I was, was born. Um, so my dad is actually the mayor of the town. Um, he's pretty much over at the college. So he also does, uh, the basketball and the baseball coach. So, um, I grew up on campus, um, since I was born, um, got to interact with all the college kids and it's kind of made me who the person I am today. Um, it's really helped me develop into the person and the player. So, um, I could not be more thankful for Pippa Passes, Kentucky and Alice Lee College. Uh, did your dad introduce you to baseball? He did, yes. So my dad actually played for the White Sox. Um, so he introduced me and pretty much showed me all the ropes. Uh, was basketball also a suggestion? Basketball, yes. So um, out of high school, I committed to play basketball to, in college. Um, so I was, a, I was a really good basketball player. And I actually, football was an option too. Um, I played football for – for two years uh, in high school, my junior and senior year. Um, football probably could have been my best sport um, if I had gained a little more weight and everything. But, um, yeah, I stuck with baseball. So do you have any brothers or sisters that wanted to play a sport like you? Well, I have a sister, but I hate to say she can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, so um, she, she's not the most athletic. <laughs> uh, so uh, what did your parents do that made you grow up there or – were they also part uh, part from Kentucky? 
Yes, yeah, so both my parents are from Kentucky. Uh, my dad is, like I said, he's the mayor there. Um, he was the dean of students, um, bas- basketball and baseball coach. Um, and my mom also teaches night classes um, as her side job um, at Owsley College. Were you ever dreaming of getting out of Pippa Passes? Honestly, no, never. I still dream about staying in Pippa Passes. <laughs> so every time I'm gone, I'm, I'm ready to go back. Do you like Savannah or Pippa Passes better? Pippa Passes all day. <laughs> Do you think uh, uh, it says there's only four? The uh, population is 470. Was that true back then? Oh yeah, that's probably true. And I I can tell you, I pretty much know all 470 people. <laughs> um, I know from reading up on you that you pretty much play every position, maybe except for first base. Uh, was being you totally a utility player on purpose so you can get more looks from coaches or schools? Or did you just impl- uh, enjoy playing wherever? Yeah, so my, ta- my dad taught me at a young yeah, young age to play. Pretty much got to find a spot for you. Um, yeah. So and, you know, that's useful to any team. So um, I actually do play first base too. I play pretty much everywhere. Pitching's probably the last thing I do, uh, but I have pitched before in college and everything. So um, but yeah, for any young players, I would also recommend trying to play every position possible. Do you play outfield? I do. I do. I'm a center fielder. Uh, so I play center field too for uh, my team, but I used to also play middle infield. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm a center fielder and a shortstop and a catcher. So usually up the middle is my, my big thing. Uh, so you throw righty and bat lefty. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how important is it to play more than one position or even more than one sport when you're growing up? I think it's really important just because it teaches you different types of athleticism. Um, you know, because catching is not the same as playing middle infield and outfield is not the same as playing, you know, middle infield. So, and especially playing another sport, you're using different movements um, than you would use just for baseball. So I think it really made me a better player um, to, to put that to my abilities um, for playing different sports. So it really helped me as a player. Uh, my dad played four sports in high school and says it uh, makes you a better athlete. I tried mm-hmm. soccer and earned my black belt in Taekwondo, uh, but my main focus now is baseball. Okay. You think, you think your main focus is baseball? My main focus is baseball, but I have a little fun fact for you. Karate was, you know, I was pretty obsessed with karate when I was young. Um, so I learned off YouTube. I don't know if you ever got to see me do my karate kick. Um, but no. it's it's uh it's called a tornado kick. You can see it on the bananas, some I, of the banana games. I I haven't seen it, but I do know the tornado kick. Okay, yeah. So I I can do the tornado kick and stuff. So I actually learned from YouTube. <laughs> so I was a big karate fan. Did you take any lessons? I did not. Uh, well, if you consider YouTube lessons, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did you know that baseball was going to be your passion? <sighs> I'm gonna say. When I was four years old, somewhere around then, I was just obsessed with it. Um, you know, my dad kind of just breathed it into me. So I was obsessed with it ever since I was little. I was obsessed with all sports. Um, I always kept a ball in my hand no matter what it was. Do you think uh, baseball is the most fun sport? Okay. So if you're playing banana ball, yes. <laughs> um, but – I, I love football. I think football is really, really fun. I think, you know, it gets 
especially crowd wise and get you more hyped than anything else. So I love the atmosphere of football. Um, but like I said, banana ball, nothing compares to banana ball. So um, I'm gonna have to go with banana ball on that one. Uh, moving on to high school, what was the experience like? So I went to Knott County Central in uh, in the town that you know where I was in. Um, really small school compared to everywhere else. Um, but my high school experience was great. Um, I played basketball, went to the state tournament many times, um, got to play football there for two years and baseball there. Um, and we went to region one time, my baseball, uh, career at, at not central, but it was, it was a great experience. My dad actually coached our team. So it was really cool. Uh, so because it was a small town, were you finding a lot of games to play in baseball? Yes, um, we have a region. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how it works around where you guys are, but we have different regions. Um, so you have to play so many games in your region. So we never struggled with finding any games or anything like that. Okay. Um, were you the best player on your teams? <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not going to say anything about that. But um, we had some good players, um, a lot of good friends, still, still great friends to this day. So – uh, but, yeah, many of those guys went on to play college baseball. Uh, do you, what do you think the big difference is between high school and college ball? Oh, there is a big difference. Um, I think the, the biggest difference is the, the refined players. You know, everybody's more polished. Um, you know, the pitchers don't miss as far. Um, you know, hitters, if you make a mistake, they pretty much capitalize on it. That's pretty much the biggest difference from high school and college. Do you think it's tougher playing college? Oh, 100%. Yeah, way harder in college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, when we met, I learned that you have your own uh, uh, bat company, DC3 Bats. When and how did you start that? So I started that when I was 16 years old. Um, my grandpa was a master woodworker. Um, so he pretty much taught me the reins when I was 16 years old in his garage. Um, we made my first DC3 bat in his garage in a little place called Leslie County, Kentucky. Um, so I got a logo for that one bat, um, and then kind of showed it around to my buddies. So they wanted me to make them one. So I started making bats, um, just for my buddies for fun. Um, then it turned into a bigger process and turned into, okay, now I got, you know, now I got one professional player that wants to swing my bats. So now I got 30 professional players that want to swing my bats, you know, so it really took off. Um, so now I'm at like, I think 33 professional players that swing my bats. So it's a pretty, pretty special moment for me. Do you use your own bats? Of course I do. Mm -hmm. I do use my own bats. Actually, I got my banana bat over here with me. Nice. I don't know if you got to see that, but super cool banana bat. Uh, where does the wood come from? So the wood comes from Canada. I get my maple from Canada um, and I get my birch also from Canada. Uh, do you have... Uh, multiple types of wood, or is it just birch and maple? Well, I do have birch, maple, and ash. I also have some bamboo, but I don't sell many bamboo. Um, but maple actually is probably the most popular right now, maple and birch. Um, ash is going a little bit out of the game, but I swing I swing maple. Do any MLB players use it? So I don't pay the MLB. Um, I have to pay a fine, not a fine, but I have to pay money for the MLB to swing them. Um, so I'm just in the minor leagues and in foreign leagues. So until I pay the money to MLB, the MLB players cannot use them. So I think you know that I had uh, Paul and Cheesy of Dovetail Bats on the show before. Uh, I think his bats are, uh, are good, but uh, 
what would you say makes your bats stand out from Dovetail or Louisville Slugger? Okay. So my bats, uh, it's the uniqueness. It's the, every player's uniqueness to that bat. Um, they, and they know I'm handcrafting that bat for them. So they know, you know, every little detail is going into that bat for them that I put into it. So, you know, just like the banana bat, um, you know, it's green with, with green paint splatter. Um, you know, you don't get to see that a lot. Um, just besides jaw bats, you know, a couple a couple people do that. But it's it's the each player's uniqueness that that I want to to build on. So their model creation. Um, I just had another model creation for a professional player. So when they come to me and say, you know, I want this model to have this feel, okay, I'm gonna try to do that for you just to make the players happy. So I think that's that's one of the big differences in my company. How long does it take to make a bat? Um, just to turn the wood out, a machine can, can put it out in about a minute and 30 seconds. Um, but for all the paint to cure and everything, it's you're looking at around a week and a half, something like that. Do you make multiple bats at the same time? Well, so I had to put one through on a lathe, lathe at each time, but I can paint them multiple at a time, yeah. Um, I think my dad told you at some point we're definitely going to buy one of your bats to try out. Oh, of course, you got to. We got to make a special version. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's something I learned yesterday. Is it true you signed to play a minor, play uh, in a minor league contract with Puerto Rico? I did. So I played in Puerto Rico. I was actually there for two months um, and then ended up coming back home because I got my contract bought out by another team. Um, but I played in Puerto Rico and absolutely loved it. Have you ever been to Puerto Rico? Uh, I actually uh, was raised in Puerto Rico. Really? So we have okay. a connection there. Okay, what part of Puerto Rico? Uh, San Juan. Yeah, San Juan. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay, so I was on the other side of Puerto Rico. Uh, I was in Aguada and Aguadilla, so um, I lived there and I loved it. Loved every second of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the West Coast. I was on the West Coast, correct. Um, yeah. So what's your your team name? It's called the Hormigos, I think? Hormigueros, yes. Yes. Uh, yep. What was that like? Honestly, it was awesome. Every team meeting was in Spanish and everything, but I speak pretty fluent Spanish. Um, so it was really cool. I got to try new food. I got to see new places. Um, I got to be on the beautiful beach, you know, every day. So it was it was unreal. I loved playing in Puerto Rico. Did you learn Spanish just to go there, or did you already know Spanish? No. So I had already learned Spanish because my best friend is from Venezuela. Uh, he was actually my college roommate. Um, and we became best friends, and he's he's a part of my family now. So he actually lives in Pippa Passes with us now. Um, so he come all the way from Venezuela to Pippa Passes, Kentucky. So we got a little Hispanic ties in us. Are you uh, in Pippa Passes right now? I'm not. I'm in Colorado at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, how did the Puerto Rico contract come about? That come about after my Le- Lexington Legends um, season. Um, so it was kind of funny how that worked out. Um, I played one year with the Lexington Legends. I mean, NAI has a rule you can play one year of professional baseball and go back to school. So I went back to school and finished my degree um, and then went back to Lexington Legends for spring training. And Puerto Rico reached out and offered me my contract. Um, and it was a contract I couldn't turn down. So and I made some great connections in Puerto Rico and actually would love to go back there. So now let's talk about your team right now the savannah bananas um are you ready for some savannah bananas questions of course we already discussed the party animals but i want i want listeners to really understand the party animals are not some fake team 
You guys have a bunch of professional ball players, and you play to win. Uh, you guys have a uh, you even won a bunch of games against the Bananas this spring. What are some pregame meetings like? Okay, so some of our pregame meetings are pretty funny because you know we're the party animals. We're supposed to be the the tough guys, so they try to pump us up. You know, they have strobe lights in the locker room, going crazy just to get us hyped up. Um, but what what a lot of people don't understand is the Savannah Bananas and the party animals are are basically the same team. Um, we just put on different uniforms and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to do some of the same antics, some of the same dances and stuff like that, but we are the same part of the same organization. Um, so actually at the end of the year, um, I was on the Savannah Bananas. So I finished out the, the year with the Savannah Bananas, as you've seen. Um, so it, it's just different, um, different viewpoints. Um, like I said, the party owners are the bad guys, the bananas are the good guys. Um, so with the bananas, you got to dance more, you know, you got to do all the funny stuff. So at the party animals, you got to be tough, you know. Uh, do you think that you compare to you guys, you, the so bananas are the Harlem Globetrotters and you are the Washington uh, Generals? Do you think, do you think it compares? I don't think I could compare it to that because I don't think the uh, Harlem Globetrotters has lost a game since <laughs> – since they started, like twenty years. Right, right. So, so actually, we you guys, you we guys are tough. Yeah, right. We do play to win. So, I think that's the biggest thing too. Um, it is, a, it is a lot of like the Harlem Globetrotters. It's the same thing, except, you know, we also play to win. It's, it's always a play to win. Mm-hmm. It's not like some boring game that you that you come just for the fun, but it's not for right. just the game part. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh. How did you connect with the bananas or party animals? Were you contacted to go to the open tryout? So one of my buddies, I don't know if you know, Sam Claycamp, um, he had played there in the college league. Um, and Sam had reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, you need to come do this. You can't miss it. Like your personality would look, would go great with the bananas. So I was like, okay, well, we might give it a try. So the next couple of days I get a call from the bananas. Um, it's one of the front office guys and he told me he would like for me to come down. Um, so I was like, yeah, of course I would love to come down and, you know, be a part of it. So we, we all went through the tryout and, um, made the team. So the whole experience was awesome. The tryout was, was anything from normal. It was a completely different tryout. You know, we had to dance, we had to do crazy stuff, but I loved it. It was super fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, how, uh, what is your connection with Casey Grimm, who actually, who actually told us about you? So, my connection with Casey Grimm is, is through my back company, actually. Um, yeah, so that's the only, only reason I knew Casey Grimm. It's through a mutual friend, um, but it was through my back company. I'm not really sure how it worked out. Um, but, yeah, he knows me through my back company. Did you, like, give him a bat or something? No, I didn't. I, I think I gave one of his uh, his friends a bat, and somehow we ended up talking. I could, really can't remember how that worked out. Uh, I love watching the tryouts on YouTube. Uh, how long after the tryouts did he hear you were going to be selected to the party animals, not the bananas? It was actually the same day. Really? Uh, yeah, it was the same day. I was I was actually pretty shocked that I was going to be on the, on the party animals because I'm not really your mean and tough guy. Um, I, I fit the bananas more, but so, so it was pretty much right after the tryout that let us know um, that you're going to be a party animal. But I was super excited about the whole, whole thing. So you were up to bat at least once when the Bananas did their 3-2-2. Are you guys encouraged to try and hit the pitches uh, that have gone viral? 
Um, they actually don't say anything about it. So yeah, if you can hit it, then hit it. So I know one three two two. Um, I got a hit on one of the three two two. So it didn't go viral just because I got the hit. Um, do, do they tell you um, uh, like to not swing at the first pitch? Because if you swing and and you like ground and you get out, they and nah. there will not be a three two two. No, actually, so they don't do that. Um, so if that happens, then you just then then they just go to the next batter. It's the next pitch after that. So if you ground out on the first pitch, okay, whatever. It's the next guy, the first one up. So actually, I done that. I done. I don't know if you've seen the viral dances of the three two two when we were in Kansas City. I was at shortstop and I was a part of the the dances at the three two two. So uh, if if uh, listeners don't know what the three two two is, the third inning, the second batter, the second pitch, right? Correct. Yes, and uh, you do like a cool dance dance. You like step off so the pitcher steps off the mound, do does a dance, and then immediately throws the ball. Yes, correct. Uh, do you guys feel bad if they get a hit? Did you feel good when you got a hit? If who got a hit? Well, you got a hit on the three two two. Oh, did I feel bad when I got a hit? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not necessarily. I was hoping it would go viral just because I got the hit off of it. But, <laughs> but no, um, I didn't feel bad because they know it's part of the game. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but no, it nobody said anything about it. Uh, what is your favorite part of being on the party animals? The favorite part of being on the party animals. Well, honestly, my favorite part was was just making the connection with all the guys. I mean, they all turned into my brothers, um, so we still talk every day. Um, so we were a really close-knit team. Um, and then by the end of the season, we had a lot of party animal fans also. So it kind of just grew towards the end of the season, and, and every part of that experience was great. Uh, do you like the bana- being on the bananas or the party animals? I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I really enjoyed being on the bananas. I would have to take the bananas over anything. Because if, because the, the bananas didn't play the party animals, so you wouldn't have played in Kansas City. Right. So that was pretty much the, uh, the all-star team, um, as they call it. So it's pretty much the all-star team that went to Kansas City um, or the ones that could make it. So I was lucky enough to be on the, the bananas, and it was – Honestly, probably the best two nights of my life. It was one of the greatest experiences I've ever been a part of. Uh, I think Ryan Cox was the regular banana shortstop, but you got to play shortstop for the bananas last weekend to end the tour in Kansas City. Did you have to fight for that, or was that offered by the team? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't fight for that. It was straight up. They just pretty much told me, "Hey, you're going to be at short this weekend. Um, get ready for the dances. Get ready for the three-two-two, and and let's rock and roll." So I was like, "All right, let's do it." How long do you have to practice the three two two? Honestly, it's not as long as you think. It took us three tries, three tries, and that was it. So well, we actually learned pretty fast. Uh, we so the game was actually live on YouTube, and uh, we watched it, and it was so fun. But it's it's nothing like see you, you guys play in person. Oh yeah, I would recommend everybody to come see us play in person, especially in Savannah. Um, just the atmosphere in Savannah. I mean, you was there. Um, just the atmosphere is unreal compared to anywhere else. Uh, will you be back with the bananas or party animals in the uh, next year's bowl tour? So um, I, I am pretty sure 99% positive that I will be a Savannah banana next year. Nice. Uh, now that the tour is over, what is your next, what is your next 
What are you What are you doing? What are you doing now in baseball? So I'm actually flying back to Savannah um, on Monday. I'm going to be there for for an ESPN um, like media day. So I'll be there for a little bit. Um, and then they're having Banana Fest on the 24th. Um, and I, I might possibly play, play that game on the 24th. Um, and then after that, we're going to see what happens. Um, I'm here in Colorado with the team right now. Um, so we're going to see what happens after that. But I haven't really decided what I'm going to do. Um, but I, all I can say is I'm, I'm very excited about the next year's World Tour. Uh, Dalton, we've made it to the rapid fire questions. You can answer with as much or as little info as you want. Are you ready? I'm ready. Barry Bonds or, and Roger Clemens, do they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. And why is that? I think they still got to be able to hit no matter what. Mm-hmm. Well, they still got to be able to hit and pitch, whatever, whatever they do. They still got to be able to do it mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the steroids. Which banana ball rule do you want to see in the majors and explain the rule? I think uh, ball four, just because um, it takes more walks out of the game because you don't want to walk somebody because it's easily pretty much you're going to give up a run pretty much if you walk somebody. Uh, the April the April 8th game, wasn't it a walk-off walk? or spread? Yes, it was. It was a walk-off. Yes, it was. So uh, those of you that don't know, if you get a ball four, you, can, you have to run around the base as many bases as you can, and all nine players besides the pitcher and the catcher have to touch the ball. And once, and once they do that, then they can try to tag you out. Yes, correct. Uh, do, you ever, do you ever get embarrassed on the field? <laughs> so I thought at first I was going to get embarrassed, and then they kind of throw you out there into it. So, no, I, I didn't get embarrassed once I, you know, once I threw myself completely in it. I, I didn't get embarrassed at all. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, right. Everyone's doing it. Um, so it's not only you. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite baseball movie? The Sandlot, of course, The Sandlot. It's an all-time classic. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, did you have a, a favorite baseball card growing up? A favorite baseball card. Um, I wasn't really a card collector, but King Griffey Jr. was my idol, so I did have one of his cards, and and that was probably my favorite one. Uh, is he your favorite player of all time? Of course he is. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed in my batting stance, but it's exactly the same as his. What has been your favorite baseball experience, either as a player or a fan? Probably the, the the one thing I remember the most, um, I was young, probably 11 or 12 years old, um, and my dad was the college coach. And we ended up in the national tournament, we ended up hitting a walk-off to beat the number one team in the country. So it, it was very special to me, and I still remember that to this day. Was that you who hit the walk-off? No, no, I was a little kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just watching the game. Uh, Dalton, we did it. Thanks for taking time for me and my listeners. Anything else you want to tell us? Well, I want to appreciate uh, you guys for having me on the show. It's been a great time. So thank thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. For sure. Uh, The Savannah Bananas and Party Animals play at Historic Grayson Stadium. For ticket information for next year's Banana Ball World Tour or to be put on the waiting list, please visit thesavannabananas.com or follow at the Sav Bananas on Instagram to see all the fun and exciting videos. Also, check out the party animals online at their Instagram handle at the Sav Party Animals. You should also follow Dalton on his, on his Instagram at Dalton3C. And you can help my show 
by subscribing to Baseball Podcasts Are Fun on Spotify and YouTube, and by following at Baseball Podcasts Are Fun on Instagram. Last thing, I am taking a break. After at least one show a week for the past five months and some amazing guests, I'm taking some of the time off after my Cooperstown tournament in July. Stay tuned for our new guests in season three. Until then, I am Grayson Knight, and this was Baseball Podcasts Are Fun. Don't forget to swing for the fences. See ya!